Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so just prepare to... Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to The Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 634, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to discuss the trade deadline. we got a stat of the week for you and some sort of game that Colson has cooked up for us. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina, uh, dumpster Jason. He's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? It's Thirsty Thursday. You know what to do. <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer. John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, failed last show to shout out friend of the show, Nico. Turned an age last week. Oh, hey. What? Shout out for an age. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Nico. Congratulations on the age that you are. <laughs> Nico's, a, Nico's a good dude. Yeah, he's good. Been people. too long. I, I don't, Joe, I don't think that phrase has ever come out of your mouth. <laughs> Well, there was a lot of air quotes in there. So. <laughs> yeah, they can't see that on the pod. Yeah, but which which words were in air quotes? Only you guys will know. Oh, by, by the way, I went back and watched the uh, uh, the video that he sent us. Uh, via, no, that's not fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah, from... from Detlef Shrimp. Detlef Shrimp. Talking trash to the Undebeatables. In a, in a very very nice and professional way but shout out to nico and and detlef shrimp uh before we get into the rest of the show would like to remind listeners they can support us the longest running pacers podcast by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables and support us for as little as a dollar per month uh, so uh, joe joe i uh, yeah I want to remind Pacer Nation, longest running and freest. I think we're still the, it freest, is the freest podcast. Yeah. I do we do we have legal look at that that word, the freest? Uh there's yeah. uh, they said it was fine. It's so ambiguous it has no meaning. Okay. Alright. It it was certainly the best tasting, but uh, and the coldest. Mm-hmm. That's another one. That was what I always thought was funny. Was that like the liquor stores have like coldest beer in town? It's like I, I mean, physics sets that limit for you. Like <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So we're the we're the coldest podcast in town. 
All right, so we started to discuss, we, we discussed some of this on the, the show on Monday, but there were a lot of trades um, that had happened around the trade deadline. Um, before the deadline, Kyrie Irving requested his trade, and Brooklyn wisely jettisoned him. Unwisely, they had signed him on the team to begin with, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Kevin Durant also... Uh, left the Nets, headed off to Phoenix. With T.J. Warren, no less. With T.J. Warren, which I think was, you know, T.J. Warren uh, is, was, you know, the on the all-bubble team. He loves Phoenix. Correctly. Well, no, he wanted specifically out of Phoenix. Wait, what? And now he's back. They hated him. They gave him up for cash considerations. I mean, maybe he likes them now, the team that, you know... Bailed him out of there. He didn't like very much either. Yeah. Joe, I, so there are a million trades, and we'll get into some of them specifically. But, but I, um, I really feel like the the East was just worked around the periphery. You know, um, Boston got Mike Muscala, the Moose, as like a tenth man or something. Um, oh, the Bucks. Nice. That's a good pickup. Yeah, the the Bucks uh, uh, got uh, Jay Crowder uh, and 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 afforded us all the things we talked about last week by getting Wara and uh, George Hill. The the Nets exploded, but uh, you know I think it was twenty eight teams made trades at the trade deadline or near the trade deadline. Um, two teams that didn't were. Uh, the Cavs and the Bulls, they're the only two teams that didn't make a trade. They're in the West or in the East, and uh, I feel like uh, everybody expected uh, the Raptors to blow things up, and they didn't. I, I feel like the East is kind of comfortable with where they're at. The teams that went crazy were in the West, and um, I'm wondering if anybody has an opinion outside of Phoenix's now thrust themselves into championship contention because they have Durant, um, whether anybody in the West has done enough to be competitive. Harper, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, do you feel like it's still Denver or bust? No, I think both of these teams have done, well, at least the Lakers and the Suns have done more than enough to be competitive. The Um, Lakers, uh, they have, everybody's different, right? They just traded everybody away, and now they have an entirely different team outside of LeBron and AD? Correct. Well, I mean, the reason that the teams in the East weren't making changes is because the top two teams in the East have, you know, 40 and 39 wins, respectively. They don't have to do anything. They're happy. (laughs) In the West, not so much, as the Lakers sit on, you know, as of recording, what, 25 and 31. Um, And the Suns, out, you know, without Booker for much of the season, we're still at 31 and 27, which is respectable. That is. Uh, but adding sure. arguably the greatest scorer of all time to the mix without losing really all that much in the final analysis uh, seems pretty strong for them. Um, keeping DeAndre Ayton on the squad. Uh, yeah, they're a force to be reckoned with. Um, for the Lakers' part, yeah, they pretty much switched out their starting lineup. They see the return of D'Angelo Russell. Um, they get. God, who all did they get? They got they got uh, everybody. Well, they got Hachimura in an earlier trade. 
They got Hachimura. That was a good pickup for them. They got Mo Bamba. They right, as their backup center. Davon Reed, which doesn't really matter, but they did throw that in at the end just for fun. Uh, they also got Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. So part part of what's happening here is just, you know, fleshing out depth at 4-5 because Anthony Davis is never healthy. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I, but he's I, super good when he is. He's super good when he is, and that's the thing. If they, if they stumble into a healthy playoff run with, you know, the guy who's now the leading scorer in NBA history, Anthony Davis, who was playing MVP caliber ball earlier in the year... And, you know, a retooled starting lineup. Um, yeah, I think they're dangerous. What about uh, Memphis? They did very little. And they've also become sort of like the the like the like punks. Like, they're just kind of like they're assholes. They, they like to kick people in the dicks. And um, <laughs> they, they basically were threatening Pacer uh, coaches. Yeah, um, they, they had to ban somebody from, from games for a year. Yeah. So so they're they're feeling themselves, but they didn't make a lot of changes. They're just ready to roll. Denver got rid of their um <clears throat> their backup point guard, uh, Bones Highland, and they got nothing back, got which means nothing back. which means they wanted him off the team, essentially. Is that make them better? Maybe he was just a locker room cancer? Um, I mean, they're currently in the pole position in the in the West. Interesting trade. They didn't get a lot back for it. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about uh, Memphis's chances this year with the much tougher looking West? I, I think I even picked them to to get to the finals preseason. Um, yeah, no, I think they're. I think this is growing pains. It reminds me of. We're good, we're young, we're cocky, and we're going to get embarrassed at some point down the line. Um, I think somebody just beats them. That's what I would think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've got to go through the, the paces. And I thought maybe they had gone through the paces earlier and they'd gotten their lumps and they could be ready, but they're not ready. Um, the way they're acting right now, like they've earned something, is is going to burn them down the line. Um, you know, a team like the Clippers, you know, they've not earned anything either, but they're a team full of veterans uh, as a kind of team that could beat them. So we'll see. Yeah. Clippers, um, busy as well. Uh, see the return of Eric Gordon, who they drafted in 2008. So, yeah, he's back. Homecoming, <laughs> he's back, baby. Uh, picked up Bone Thailand for free and he's like a 22 year old little microwave scorer. That's not a bad pickup. Um, for free for two for free. draft picks or something or two second round draft picks something like that and maybe a sneaky good pick up, pick up in Mason Plumley, getting a little playmaking at five um, they've been just rolling out Zubats who while he monstered us is not you know by himself a great front court oh oh wait 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 wait, wait. don't tell me this I assume he monsters everyone because I've <laughs> watched him destroy us every time we play them um, but now they've got a guy I mean Miles Plumley was Fantastic for the Hornets. This is um, he's Mason. having a career year. Or I'm sorry, who? Which one? M. Mason. M. Plumley. Ah, whatever. Mason. Is he the only one? Is the only one still playing? Right? Is he the only Plumley? Uh, I think so. Maybe Miles Plumley used to play for us. Mason Plumley is the only one still playing basketball in the NBA. Um, 
Mason was playing really well. Is all I know. This is he's having like a career year, so him doing backup minutes for Zubots will be fine. For yeah, that. that's an upgrade off whatever they had back for then. sure. They had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, the question for them is always health too, right? I mean, when when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are on the floor together, they they are a good team. Yeah, um, they're yeah undebeatable. Wouldn't go that far. Why would you yeah, besmirch real the close. good name of the Undebeatables by comparing them to a Paul George team? Good call. They're, They're really good when beautiful. they both play. Um, I thought we were cool. I know, right? <laughs> no, you're right. They're very good when everybody's healthy. I think these are upgrades for the Clippers, and I think this makes them more part of the conversation, for sure. Um, the other thing I thought that was really interesting is the um, Minnesota Timberwolves traded for Mike Conley. And they're like trying to fix their Gobert trade uh, by repairing him with his previous <laughs> point guard, um, a pure point guard who happens to be very old, but is and very uh, injured all the time. And very injured all the time, but it's got to be good in the locker room. Got to kick some of these guys in the ass. It's got to be good for pick and roll with Gobert. And at least to try to teach uh, Anthony Edwards something. I, th- I think this is a really good, sneaky team chemistry. Let's fix what we screwed up by the um, ownership here. I feel like this is a good move. I like yeah, they also, on. also picked up Nikhil uh, Alexander-Walker. Um, it's like, I don't know, that makes that team, um, you know, even longer. I, just... I, I I love the I love uh, Walker. He's one of those um, you know advanced stats guys that doesn't have a real stats, but like just makes teams better. Like I think that was a good pickup for them too. Yeah, I mean solid. Yeah. So they got better, maybe. I mean, I don't know if there's enough time in this season to make that work for Minnesota because oh. they're kind of in a tailspin, but. Yeah, I mean, it's shocking how bad they are, but, you know, who knows? Uh, they look pr- shocking how bad they are. <laughs> I mean, they're a 500 team. I mean, it is. Like, a- after last season's playoff run, I thought, you know, this team should be crushing it. They should be at least five games over 500. Well, we, 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 talked, we talked about it because, you know, their, their whole thing is they could score the lights out and they couldn't play defense and they got the best of the low post defender of the league. And, and I think I picked them to, you know, win 60 games probably something in you know preseason this has gone incredibly sideways yeah and like we knew it wasn't going to work out in the long run like it was like a bad trade but like you know they look pretty darn mediocre it's sad to see or minnesota well hopefully uh i i i love the idea that mike conley can fix anything so yeah well i you know anthony edwards is pretty darn amazing they can still Make some real noise. Let him else. fix everything instead. Yeah. yeah, I guess we're good. Real good. Who do you th- who do you think won? Who won the trade deadline? Uh, I I think if you get Kevin Durant, you win everything. Like, Seems I, like be- best player in in any trade, right? They got the best player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the the rule is, if you get the best player in the trade, you win the trade. That's kind of always always you know how we go with this. Um, he was the best player traded in the last few years. I think they'd win the trade. <laughs> yeah. Did, I mean, Kyrie Irving thinks Kyrie Irving was the best player. So. Oh, right, right, right. So in Kyrie Irving's mind, there's a flat earth and he's the best player. Yeah. So. It's not quite yeah. unanimous 
but it's close. All the voices in the head told him that he was the unanimous pick. Um, I, I think that, uh, I, I think really what we're looking at, depending on how quickly the Suns can, can get this together, and and I think quickly, I, I think that uh, the Suns basically, if everybody stays healthy, already have a system set up for Durant. They just do. Uh, he's an upgrade over Mikel Bridges. I mean, it's that easy, right? Like, it's not that hard. What? What? Let's. I want to get you on record to tell me what team does not have a system uh, set up for <laughs> Kevin Durant. Well, no, um, no. You you make a good point. I mean, I'll accept. No, I'll accept Brooklyn as an answer. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Exactly. You, you you make a good point though. Like, I mean, there are a lot of superstars you have to integrate, and I think. I think like T.J. Warren, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but my point is that like when Durant went to Golden State, he just integrated into that system. Like I think he's a guy that is a low maintenance superstar. Like you can kind of just let him do what he's going to do. And um, yes, does he demand the ball? Sure, because he should shoot the ball all the time. But you've also got Chris Paul, who's a veteran uh, point guard, to manage all that. And you've got Devin Booker, who's a unselfish, probably the best two guard in the league. Like I, I, this is. Do I still think that Denver is the favorite to come out of the West? I, I'm guessing no. I, I'm saying no. I think this. I think uh, if the Suns can figure this out, and I'm going to say they can, um, I think the Suns now are getting out of the West over uh, Denver. Yeah, I think that's probably a safe bet. Yeah. Um, I yeah I, I am curious to see exactly what Kyrie does bring this year though. We have to remember that he just traded without any kind of extension on a contract year, so he's got a lot of work to do on his brand in the next three months if he wants to get a big paycheck. And look, make no mistake, the guy can ball something fierce. I mean, I, I expect him and Luca to do some wild stuff. This is going to be a heck of an experiment. Now, would I have made that trade? Zero times out of 100. But exactly. the next I'll three watch months are going it. to be amazing one way or another. Harper, you as a franchise, you are a franchise. Never trade for Kyrie Irving. Just don't Just do Just hard it. no. Yeah, no. It's, it's a hard by no. loss. Yeah, but the thing is. What about is Wars in Asia? <laughs> we're, actually, we're actually gray on that. But the Kyrie thing, hard no. <laughs> I my my thing is I think this is the most wide open uh the West has been in a long time. This is super fun. Um I know the Suns suddenly become a, a favorite, but you it, this is sort a brand new thing happening. Um I, you know, I I'm not saying Denver can't make this happen or the Clippers or the Lakers. Uh, or Memphis, or yeah, even Dallas. Like stuff could happen. This is going to be a, a, a great ball of fun. Um, you've never mentioned the Jazz yet so far. Uh, oh, here's fun. Uh, Laurie Markkinen is going to be in a three point contest in the All Star game. So go Jazz. <laughs> He's also in the All Star game, so good for him. Yeah. He's having a heck of a year, actually. He's having a heck of a year. <laughs> a little surprising how good that dude is. Yeah, I think the Jazz are now tanking, and good for them. But, like, you know, 
They trade away Conley, who was sort of their steadying force. But they're yeah, good for them. Is is their new player Russell Westbrook going to let them? Yes, he's going to help them tank uh, if he sees a minute for them. Um, and you know whatever. They're going to put their toe in the Wimbenyama pool. The po the toe in the Wimbenyama pool. Yeah, that's uh-huh. definitely the name of something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> A band show, Probably. yeah. It's a long uh, name other... for a band, but it's a I short mean... name for a pod. Yeah. <laughs> any other any other trades that uh, we we want to dig into? I mean, there's other stuff that happened oh, there's a too, lot but... of stuff that happened. I I just feel like the stuff that you know really shook stuff up is L A L A. Phoenix, and that's kind of it, right? I mean, everything else was just around the fringes. Um, uh, you know, uh, Denver got Thomas Bryant from L.A. as their backup center. Like, great. That's cool. I think that's good for Denver. Maybe it helps them win a round. Um, he's a nice, there's young, a... active player. But, like, I don't think there's anything out there that's, you know, that, that we didn't mention. One thing, actually, I think that I was reading this that the there was a, a three-team trade with Gary Payton, um, mm. yeah, GP two like that. I think might fall apart because I think he failed the physical. Oh yeah, that's where that stands currently. So but, James I mean, Wiseman from the Golden State Warriors going to. The Pistons. Uh, the Pistons and Gary Payton Jr. Uh, was gonna go back to Golden State. Yeah, uh, which would help them because they, he's won a championship with them. And then, Sadiq Bay and Sadiq Bay was going to the Hawks. The Hawks. Yeah, yeah, and Kevin Knox were going to the Blazers. Right, but I think all of this may fall apart. Yeah. I mean, does it help any of those teams? Helps Golden State. Yeah, Golden State probably is the only one that really wins out of that. I mean, yeah. Sadiq Bay to is good with the Hawks, but what are the Hawks doing? They're just they're well. Bad. It's good for Sadiq Bay too because he'll he'll get more minutes where he's going. Yeah, I just don't know. On a better team. I, and hey, look, Wiseman's not gonna. Is he gonna see more minutes on a Detroit Pistons team with? 15 centers like probably I mean, he'll not. get a he'll get a fair shake in a you know a more traditional system it's not like they didn't give him opportunities in golden state yeah but they just they play weird basketball in golden state like they peel they play good basketball in golden state like they play very very small basketball very they very do. small very small. very fast basketball that's based upon motion and this is like not what james wiseman was necessarily built to do sure so I, I, I'm not saying to he's going to be super awesome, <laughs> but I think it will help him to get a look someplace else. He's, he, he, he could turn into something. Who knows? But none of that stuff's going to be game-changing. No. I'm over the Wiseman experiment. I'm out. Uh, the Blazers got Matisse Thibel. That's like helpful for them. They needed somebody out on the perimeter who could do that. So I like that. I like that. But I don't think it's a title-changing. No. Nope. No, they need perimeter defense, so good for him. I they like need it. to start over. Mm. Sorry. Keep Lillard, though. Keep Lillard. Yeah, that's not how that works, man. 
Nah, keep Lillard. Next up, my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week! This week, the stat is, uh, I don't know, it's, there's numbers in there somewhere. Uh, this, and really, I bring this up because this is, this is, I think, what we want, um, as basketball fans. So, the, the deal is the Major League Soccer, MLS season pass, um, is gonna be, uh, available, so it's Apple TV app, uh, the product now but here's the here's the product and this is i think what we've wanted for basketball you've heard complaints probably from all of us and anybody who uses uh nba streaming services is it's awful uh there's always it's it's there's it's inconsistent there's blackouts there's it's not on this app it's on this app um there's it's a pain in the butt and you, you know even as a paying customer it's like not a pleasant experience much of the time (laughs) so this is what i want and this is what the mls is doing this season and it's not complicated it's all the games in the whole league are on the streaming service um they have cut they have the whole regular season for every team get to watch those there's cup games you get to watch those they've got the like essentially the mls like the minor league teams you get to watch a bunch of those if you want to watch those too, it's all for one price. Guess what? There's no blackouts. Not a not a problem. And if the if if you want to watch an MLS game, you turn on the app and it works. I mean, you know, assuming te- no technical problems, but like <laughs> by design, it's supposed to work. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter, you know, which channel if it's going to be on, a, a, you know, broadcast or whatever. It's gonna be on there. So this is what this is all I ask for the for the NBA. This is not a technical problem. <laughs> like it's never been a technical problem. It's it's I get that it's different. You know the the MLS is not the same market as as the NBA. It's not it's not drawing that same money uh, from from the cable contracts, which is why it is the way it is. Uh, but this is what I want. You know, uh, it's gonna be it's. Yeah, it's gonna it's a better viewing experience, and you just don't have to worry about that stuff, you know. Like, uh, you know, Cole said, I know, you know, you when you came to Indy, you were gonna watch like a a replay of the game, and you can't watch it like can't too soon, it. you know. Yeah, and it's like, oh, normally, you know, you were you already paid for this, but normally yeah, it's, I, I, when, it's a it's a thing I own. I've bought it. Right. I pay for it. Uh, First of where all, where I live, this fine. is the streaming age. You don't own anything. I own. I own it. Let's be clear about that. You you pay them money. They license. And then you I went to the my hometown and couldn't watch it. That's what happened. Right. Because you entered a, a different cable market. Right. So cheater. <laughs> so and I think it's like uh, I forget the price. It's like eighty or hundred bucks or something like that for the year. So, I mean, you'd expect the NBA to cost more than that, but um, that's what I want the future of, I mean, others, other sports would be great too, but, you know, for, for the NBA, um, there's been complaints from all of us about these about these uh, products, and this is this is what it should look like. It doesn't have to be, you know, well, I don't care who, who, who hosts it. Well, Joe, you can get it all on Twitter. You just get dunks on Twitter. That's all you need. 
Do you know how to get dunks on Twitter? No, I don't, but I assume other people do. <laughs> mm. But you know how to uh, tap the link that other your friends send you, right? No, I don't. I don't understand how Twitter works. I really am missing out on Twitter dunks. I really am. It'll be, you know what? Your your it'll your curiosity is probably going to outlive the company. So. <laughs> All right, that's my stat of the week. That's it. That's all I want to see. It was I, just a, want to see it was, this. I feel like it was a sad of the week. Uh, it's it's a. I mean, it's just just go make this thing. Yeah, go make it tomorrow. It'd be it'd be super useful if they did that. Yeah, people pay you money for it. Yeah, people would probably even pay more to have something that worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean people, for sure. People like things that work. It, we have come we have come some ways though i think since uh the the days with with the league pass over like audio league pass over mm. dial up modems but uh <laughs> yeah. those, were, those were tough days <laughs> well actually you know i think we might be talking about that here uh in the next segment oh okay what do you got for us colson you got a game i, I i've got a game I, so i was um uh very excited about the trade deadline and uh, waiting patiently for the Pacers to make a big move. And I started thinking about it and I was thinking about what are the biggest trade deadline Pacer moves of all time? And I'm going to give you a arbitrary list of 10 that I've created. And I want you and Harper to give me order this into your top five. So we're going to cut out the five that don't matter. You're going to give me your top five Pacers all-time uh, trade dead time move, okay? You guys ready for that? Okay. I'm just letting you know that one of these was, was listened to over dial-up with Harper and I. Okay. Um, okay. This is in the last 30 years, by the way. This is in my purview, our purview. Um, I don't go uh, beyond... 92 in Pacer fandom. I'm a, I'm a bad fan. True. 1997. Vincent Askew and Eddie Johnson for Mark Jackson, the Tank Thompson. I I, I, I want to give you some context on this. This is... Um, we had traded Mark Jackson for Jalen Rose the year before. Um, and uh, we then decided that um, our point guard, uh, Travis Best, at the time, wasn't a starting point guard. And we went and picked up Mark Jackson just a half year later. It was one of the most brilliant uh, moves ever made uh, by Donnie Walsh. Picking up Mark Jackson again for Vincent Askew and Eddie Johnson. So, anyway, that's one. 2002, Jalen Rose, Travis Best for our test, Brad Miller. Ron Mercer and Kevin Ollie. Um, that team was going nowhere um, and ended up going to the playoffs and pushing the Nets to a uh, game five that Harper and I watched in uh, at Cooter Browns. Yep. A double overtime. Um, and Ron Artest became a very important player on our team. Rosen Best in 2002. 2005, 
we signed Adele Davis um, as a uh, uh, he was uh, a waived player. We signed him. Um, he became our starting center uh, and uh, played for Reggie's last season. Figured I'd mention that one. Um, 2006 trade deadline traded runner test for Peja Stoyakovich. <laughs> 2007 traded uh, Al Harrington and Steven Jackson for all the Warriors. Um, <laughs> largely Troy Murphy and Mike Dunleavy, as well as a, a Doku, who I loved. 2013, Granger traded for Evan Turner and Lavoy Allen, and in the process cut Orlando Johnson. Also in 2013, we signed Andrew Bynum. Hell yeah. I think we understand what those contexts are. We'll talk more about them as we get these places. Uh, 2017, at the trade deadline, signed Lance Stevenson, uh, which got us into the playoffs that year. Uh, 2021, traded Oladipo for Levert and a first-round pick that we still haven't uh, seen uh, from the Cavs we'll be looking at this season. And then 2022 trading DeMontis Sabonis along with, you know, a lot of beloved Pacers, Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb um, for Halliburton and Buddy Heald. So that is your 10 uh, major trade deadline moves. I want you guys to put your top five in there. And we'll sort of organize them as you talk about them. What's what do you, what do you feel is the most important trade that we've made over the last thirty years at the trade deadline? I mean, we start with Lance, right? Start at the top. <laughs> um, he did get us into the playoffs with that signing, two thousand seventeen. So, I mean, I'm gonna vote for that one. At least there. <laughs> I, 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 oh, Joey, I just want to say when I built this list, I assumed that you would say that trading Danny Granger for Evan Turner and LaVoy Allen and cutting Orlando Johnson that basically derailed our title would be your number one. But I, I mean, so that one, I, I probably spoke at length um, on that in the past. I thought, I thought that was just... A, absolute catastrophe for for the organization uh orlando johnson was the linchpin in the locker room and yeah we could go on about that one. he was so i he think was that the one, handshake guy he was the handshake guy and yeah granger had come back that season he was injured was like uh, most well, he, of the he was healthy he yeah yeah so he was injured but as soon as he gets back healthy um the team was clearly. I mean, I, I just I just remember those games when Granger came back. How happy that you know he made it. I was like at uh, I was at some of those games, and, and you know the the players were so happy when he was doing well. You know, so it was um, I think it was like really crushing for them to like see him. You know, to to see him come back and like you know struggle back uh, from from injury, and then as soon as he comes back, he's gone. Well, this is weird because uh, Harper's favorite pacer of all time is Evan Turner. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't have the impression in hand at all. Okay, I was trying to, I was trying to, I was trying to tee you up. No, nope, don't get it. 
Okay, got it. That's fair enough. I figured maybe COVID made you <laughs> more more of a turner. Yeah, a couple of days ago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would, I would make an argument that, uh, I mean, one of the reasons that I like the Mark Jackson trade is I think it's one of the most brilliant trades that Donnie Walsh ever made. And I always give him a lot of credit for it. Um, trading Mark Jackson for Jalen Rose, uh, and then trading with the same team a half a year later, um, for less stuff to get Mark Jackson and LaSalle Thompson back, both of both of your players that you liked um, was absolute genius. Um, but maybe that doesn't, it, it actually, I was going to say, maybe it doesn't change the trajectory of your team, but without Mark Jackson, we don't have that three year run uh, that eventually ends us in the finals. So I'm going to put that not only on the list somewhere in one to five uh, for Donnie Walsh, Walsh's genius, but also for the impact it had on the on the franchise. I don't know where it goes. I don't know if it's one, but it's uh, somewhere. Some of these for me are are they're like less. I don't. They're important, but like not for a fun way. But like unloading some of these guys from the brawl, you know. Like, That's definitely a part of this, right? So like yeah, our test for pages is not, not a like, fun oh, yeah. trade. Like, but but how important is it to the franchise that we got nothing back for a test who was a defensive player of the year, you know, type guy, but was completely toxic at the time. We got Peja, who was a professional basketball player, but on the downward side of his career, you know, that's kind of a brawl. That one sucks. We had to take the hit on that one. So I'm going to take our test out of that, but it's pretty important. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, it was we had to get rid of our test, sort of thing. They were, yeah, completing that plan. But uh, same thing know, with the Harrington and Stephen Jackson. Really important for the tra- trajectory of our team, but they're not real happy ones. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Getting a bunch of white dudes from the Warriors didn't really make our team better. Who was co- was that? Uh, was that O'Brien time? Yeah, that was O'Brien time. Yeah. Which is just not the kind of time you want to spend. No, Brian's time was not a good time. Um, also, I feel like Oladipo for Levert in a first is something that wasn't that... I mean, it was impactful. It was important. We we took a guy that helped transform the the you know direction of our team. But at that point, he had been injured and we'd kind of soured on him and we got what we could for him. So I'm, I'm going to kind of take out the Oladipo for Levert. That's another one. Yeah. It's not fun, but it's more of like a, all right, well, these are the realities of the business and, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta get, get what you can. So I would say that the rose and best for our test, Brad Miller, Ron Mercer and Kevin Ollie, um, was the biggest thing that happened in my, in my life for a large stretch. It also, changed the team because this was coming off of the uh, finals team and we were now starting best as our point guard and Reggie Miller was moving into a different phase of his career and uh, you remember Isaiah Thomas was our coach and he said we needed dogs Um, and that team became very successful very quickly you know with Jermaine O'Neal and our test and Brad Miller and like that, that, that team got really good, really fast. And we were competing for 
you know, Eastern Conference Finals, um, you know, just a few years later. I think that's got to be on the top five list. Well, I don't disagree. Yeah, okay. for sure. I mean, I know it's early, but Sabonis for Halliburton? Like, I mean, this I would have... Is... I would have put it at number one. I mean, you can call it recency bias if you want, but it's just as much like hope that, you know, we started a really strong rebuild and um, I'm excited about where our franchise can go. If we play, continue to play our cards, right? I'm excited about the core. You have a good argument with your trade, but you know, I, I I'm excited about where we're at now because that one, we were coming off greatness, right? And this one, we're hopefully moving closer to it. So, so let me just—I'll uh, just throw this out here. I'm going to say, based on what Harper said, if we if we put Sabonis for Halliburton as 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 the number one, the rose at best for for our test, oh, yeah. number two, sure. um, and then probably most significant, at least for our podcast circumstances, is Granger <laughs> for Evan Turner. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then just for shits and giggles, how awesome it was to bring back Mark Jackson for four. Good, and that. then Lance Stevenson coming back in uh, seventeen to get us to the playoffs. Joe's not feel right okay to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just glad I don't have to argue with you. <laughs> but you, you feel all right about that? Yeah, I think that's that's fair. But I mean, here here's what was what's what's amazing about all of this is that um we don't make trades mid-season. I went back for 30 years. This doesn't happen that often. Um the main thing that happened in in 13 that derailed that thing was 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 a big deal because we didn't normally do that. Um we tend to be very cautious at trade deadlines and when we do it it tends to be franchise changing um but my hope is that when we go back and look at this uh, at this list as the top five most important trade deadline deals is that uh wara will will make the top five that this guy is a flyer we took on him um he's in he's gonna be um you know a core part of this team as a three and d three four for us for years to come so. Is he bouncing Jackson or Rose or which one of those? I mean, is he bouncing <laughs> on the list? I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see when we get there. Okay. Way to take a stand. Hey, look, it's the future. I can't see it. You know. Okay. You can feel it. It was inside you the whole time. <laughs> sure. It was the, it was the friends we made along the way. I don't know exactly, <laughs> exactly. So thanks for playing that game. It was also just a, a stumble down memory lane. Yeah, some of those, some of those, you know, you, you some of those you forget some of the the uh, details through the years, and uh, I don't know some of these guys. I don't, you know, I guess like I don't myself. I don't pay as much attention to the, the the business side of thing, the transactions. Like, yeah, I, I I know the players. Like, I know, you know, when they were there. I know, you know, I know who who was there, where and when for for the most part. But but I don't think about a lot of those, you know, transactional stuff. So uh, I know it's and it's an important part of the 
you know, the way the NBA works, it's certainly very important. Well, I, I think just as a franchise, we've been cautious. Like we don't, we don't, yeah, you know, we don't take big swings uh, if if it's not, you know, going to get us somewhere or if it's not necessary. Like a lot of those things were done of desperation or taking a big swing, you know. Um, but there are years where we like our trade deadline was signing Tim Hardaway Jr. Or, or Tim Hardaway, not even his, not even Junior. Senior, you know, like we've done, you know, I, I, I looked through the last 30 years. We did something every three or four years and most of it was not notable, uh, but those were the, the top 10. So good. Well, that was fun. Thanks. What's the, what's the official name of this game? Um, trade deadline trivia madness. I feel like this is, this is a, this is a game in the same way that Joey's stat of the week is a stat. <laughs> it wasn't very fun, and nobody really played it. Is it I had a game? Fun, but I just don't think I played it. <laughs> I think we all agree. It was like, here's ten. Which are the five most important ones? <laughs> and then I'll just listen to you guys talk a little bit and decide. So who I won? could have probably decided before. Although yeah, I, I mean, thought Granger would be number I one, it. I really did the Granger trade. It ended up being number three. So look, we played it out. You were very passionate about your your trade, the uh, you know the the rose and the rose trade. No, I was rose most rose. passionate about the Jackson trade and ended up four. See, oh, we all yeah. win. Everybody wins. It's 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 a flu. That's why it's a game, Joey. It's fluid. You know who didn't win? Jason didn't. Lance Stevenson either. I mean, he made the top five. You can never one. It's true. It's rigged. This it's, this <laughs> game is rigged. <laughs> That's probably true. F the man, Joey. That's all I say. <laughs> I feel like uh, I don't. I'm not sure how we got to that, but I'm I'm with you. You know, I don't disagree. <laughs> all right, Colson. Well, thank you for your game. What was the official title? Was uh, eliminate half the half the things that I said. Yeah, um, it's a uh, it's a uh, trade deadline madness. Eliminate half the stuff I said. Perfect. Extravaganza. I'll, I'll come yeah, up with a jingle for it next year. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'd, actually, we have odds pretty heavily against that. So. <laughs> be hilarious if that's the your next jingle. Of all the things that we need, if you go with that one. It's like, look, uh, every 10 years or so, we're going to play this game. I do have a great jingle for it. Colson, I appreciate the, uh, the, the walk down memory lane. And uh, you know some of those some of those stung. I forgot Peja played for us for a little while. How long, I, how long was he on the team? Two. Uh, just a, uh, I think it was just a half year, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean I remember like being maybe, like, oh yeah, I like that guy. Maybe he played the next season. I thought he played a year and a half. Year and a half. That's yeah. probably possible. Yeah, I feel like he, yeah he was definitely our starting three maybe for a year. I don't know. Life was tough then. <laughs> Drank a lot. For him or for you? For pay- yeah, for both my of us. For both, okay. Yeah, no, it's just the half because season. Of, just just the half season. Yeah, that's yeah. it. All right. Yeah. So, was that's it why he's not on my top twenty-five? If he'd made it a year and a half, not he'd yet. Be in top- <laughs> he's gonna make back, a return. Baby. 
if Paige for... becomes an assistant coach, he might enter my top 25. The longer your top 25 list exists, the more that I think that the rules that you've set are going to make it impossible uh, for it to, to contain itself. No, no, I've got it completely unlocked, buddy. And, and what do we have to wait, like three more years before I re-release the new top 25? You make the rules. Who knows? I don't know. You could do it every day. You could every, You could do it every month. Who's gonna stop? It? I gotta give I mean, the. It's really about want. how you feel about it. Yeah. I just want to make sure it's changed enough, you know. <laughs> oh, you're you're gonna change it's it. Become too static. Like, Are you getting old and stodgy? It has. It has become yeah. a little static. Yeah. Um, I think you'll also make fun of me for recency no. bias. No. <laughs> I never make fun of you. Oh, 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 oh! Here's the thing, Harper. I think you'll be excited about this. You want to know who's moved to uh, number two over A.D. and Al Harrington? Uh, Halliburton. <laughs> is it? Oh, is it? Is it? No, I but, but I'm just saying that A.D. and and Al Harrington have moved down. I'm, I'm, okay. That is... Uh... Jeff Foster. No, it's, it's <laughs> J.O. It's J.O. J.O. Um, I... I, um, what, I What has he done? Well, first of all, he's the second greatest pacer of all time, and he with that's but that is that's indisputable. For this that's for indisputable. Fairness, it's yeah. not a problem with that. So I have no, no, no problem no. saying that's that. Not my... But I watched that's not my. I problem. watched the brawl documentary, and he mm. was so he's so amazing in that. He's so thoughtful and brilliant, and also hurt, and he's so a pacer. And I was like, look, he's he's definitely the second greatest pacer of all time. Why is he not in the second spot? So I just put him there. Like it. Yeah. So Halliburton's three. <laughs> not currently, but he's working on it. It's going to be a long he's time before three. he passes up baby. Oh. <laughs> it really is. Also, uh, Joey, I, we, we made a bet a long time ago. That if Lance uh, became a pacer three times, that he would go into the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I promised you he would. And now um, you're reneging. No, no. I'm just. I just want to. I want to tell him where he is right now because you know it's a fluid list. Lance is currently number five. Yeah. Yeah. All is right with the world. <laughs> Perfect. All right, that's a great place to end the show. That is a, because uh, it's a solid. There's no, there's nowhere to go but down. Solid button. All right. Well, with Lance safely at number five permanently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> permanently in the fluid list. Cut his mic. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get moving for for this week. Uh, have a have a happy. All-Star break, everybody. We'll see you afterwards. Uh, Thanks for listening. You'll find us on the uh, social media platforms such as Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. Facebook.com slash TheUndebeatables. TheUndebeatables.com is our website. There's also a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message and email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com and also at the website slash store. There are beautiful Smedium t-shirts waiting for you. 
For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard. Turn out the lights, the party is over. You know, I am um, uh, thinking back uh, to the the bygone era of Pacers. I I'm, I'm upset again yet at uh, uh, Philadelphia fans. You know, um, and uh, I'm going to be uh, just tomorrow. Uh, I have to grease up all the 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 poles uh, uh, around the bar because just in case the uh, Philly fans win, they can't climb up my uh, light poles. What do you care? Yeah, because they're not allowed to climb up the poles on my property. I'm just gonna. What are you gonna use? I don't know. What, just Olive oil, grease. All right. <laughs> Honey, I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> Why don't you just let them go and then hit them with a paddle ball, <laughs> a paddle when they come down? You know where they're gonna they, land. They might like it. Um, they might like getting cut, like slicked up with olive oil. Yeah, and Crisco. Fair point. Uh, Frangelico, Bailey's. I'm trying to think of stuff that's slippery. <laughs> Bailey's just sounds like that's not going to stop anybody. That may fuel like a like a that's that'd be gross. Yeah, pass, pass. <laughs> Bailey's fuel. For the Eagles fans. <laughs>